0: from Hackney to Harlem we are live from London with Beyond the Pond with Arif Islam Joseph Kifley and our resident New Yorker Terry Votes big characters tackling big issues both on and off the field Hello, this is Beyond the Pond with me, Yosef, and I'm joined by Terry and Arif, as normal. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm alright. I'm all right. I'm doing alright. And of course, haven't thought about you, Arif. How are you, yeah, I'm, How are you I'm, doing? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Yeah, can't complain. But uh, I guess there's been quite a few people in football that can complain over the last week. Another great segue. I'm, I'm getting good at these, yeah. man. Because... There's been this worrying sort of spate of uh, pitch invasions. I think the first one started after the championship playoff semi-final where the Nottingham Forest fans stormed the pitch. And that's fine. No one's arguing against pitch invasions. Like, they happen in Germany a lot. When Eintracht Frankfurt did it against West Ham. That, yeah. No one really cared about that. But, you just have some some crazy guy. Have you seen the video where he just charges yeah, at? he just charges And him. he just headbutts him. So then they're attacking the players. And then, you know, always, let's be real, if fans start attacking players, most of the time, if the players fight back, players are going to win. Yeah. And we saw that, I mean, the manager, when Everton attacked, Crystal Palace and Vieira kicked out, and as you as you would expect, because <coughs> you know, someone's in his face. He was defending himself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you've got more Port Vale started attacking Swindon Town players, and then you had Man City fans finally on uh, Sunday where they attacked... Um, I'm hearing Villa's keeper also yeah. got attacked yeah. and he had yeah. to get rushed off the pitch I mean it's just it's craziness isn't it
1: yeah it's crazy because we actually spoke about this the last time we talked about pitch invasion and we were talking about how we liked pitch invasion we were for it and the thing we said was like yeah as long as they don't attack the players they start <laughs> and it's literally like weeks later yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, the they're right yeah they're attacking the players on the pitch it's I don't know it's one of those things where it's like I think it's cool that fans want to celebrate with their teams and you know it's probably part of the moment but you don't have to headbutt somebody to like so like for example uh we were talking about it this guy is so happy his team might get promoted that he ran out and headbutted another player so now he's probably going to be banned from the stadium forever and if they get called up he can't go to any of the matches
2: yeah hope it was worth it well yeah just taking the stadium away from it i think these fans are fucks. let's let's not sugarcoat it they're just fugs like Take the stadium environment away, you're sold in random people for no reason whatsoever. And I just think, yeah, hopefully they're, given the adi- they're identified and given the adequate ban. I don't know why it's happened all re- uh, recently as well.
0: I guess post lockdown, everyone's say a bit too. nuts, but still, it's just it's pure, pure fuckery. I, mean, I think it has to play a factor because there was pitch invasions before this. I mean, I can just, let's say, because City pitch invasions, that an issue there before COVID. When they won the league, there was a pitch invasion. Mm-hmm it usually is most times they win the league yeah. and there was no issues there. Yeah. If anything, you don't, you don't go to the opposition players, you'd be going to your own team's yeah. players. I remember one of them would just be crowding around company because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. why would you go to the opposition players? I've, I know the Nottingham Forest fan who headbutted a Billy Sharp, he's been jailed for five months. Great Yeah, but yes, it's like, what's, what's it worth? I mean, the craziness of all of these, if you're looking at the teams, you've got Nottingham Forest fans attacking Sheffield United players, you've got Everton fans attacking Crystal Palace players you've got uh, you know City attacking Villa it's all random yeah there's no there's no (laughs) rivalries there there is no there's nothing there for I mean we're hearing you are saying beforehand with Benteke that's the one where it's not obviously they're always bad but I'm thinking Benteke's ex-Liverpool you've uh, at least there's a bit of logic if I'm an Everton fan why would I care about Vieira why would I care about Vieira it's
2: ridiculous I think I think it's gonna take one of these players to just deck one of these fans, and then there's gonna be national outrage. I'm like, let's not. Very, these are athletes. They've dedicated their whole life to be in the best physical condition, and you, a fan that's probably been drinking all day, and you think you got a chance of taking on that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's ego. I don't know, like we said, post um, lockdown craziness, or if they're in, if they're under influence of some sort of drug. But it's, it's ridiculous. and need to stop. And I. Even when you said about, oh, maybe if it's rival fans, can't understand it. That doesn't justify it. U- ultimately, no, of course not, it yeah. ultimately, it's like, talk, talk your talk. Like, talk smack to the opposition players, do all that. But once you cross that line and you get in people's face, they have every right to defend themselves as well. So, I don't know, I just think it, it's really annoying. And it's, it's compromising um, player safety. Like, a few years ago in the playoffs, when G- Grealish was playing for Aston Villa, and a, I think it was a Birmingham fan punched him at the back of the head. Firstly, it was a very poor punch, so yeah, like the guy missed. Yeah, it yeah, was just in the middle of the yeah, game, wasn't and, it? Yeah, you, you know, just had the ball. If you sucker punch someone at the back of the head, you could potentially kill them. Yeah, like it's it's not a joke. And I think yeah, man, set set a precedent and get these guys out of football.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this is this is where naturally it's going to lead to questions around stewarding and because you're going to look at what happened when we last spoke about pitch yeah. in and. Uh, it, we were talking about more on protesting, but this mm. this sort of thing where let's be honest, this is never going to happen in the NBA. There's way yeah. too there's the security's way too strong. You know, I think yeah. maybe after things like Malice in the palace, they're aware that yeah. you kind of have to keep fans separate from. It's more players. of
1: a that's actually what's actually concerns. Kind of so, like surprising about it to see like in the Premier League is, I feel like in America that's like pitch invasions, court invasions, field invasions is like a very like college sports thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously the college sports they probably make. On part of about the same amount of money, but it's just I don't know. It's like a different culture. Like I wouldn't imagine like seeing a like an NBA team win and just thinking like, all right, time to run on the pit, like run on the court now, yeah. or like watching like a, a playoff game in the NFL and when they win, like everyone's oh we're going to the Super Bowl. Run on the field. like you just don't yeah. you just don't do it. I guess it maybe it's because like security thing. Maybe it's just because of the way the stadiums, the arenas are set up, you kind of can't do it. Yeah. In the sense, I don't know, but it's interesting to see. Um, I don't know, it's like when it happened in Championship League, one of my friends wrote me and he was like, oh, like, it's crazy how they're going, that dude hitting them, but I, like, they probably couldn't do that in Premier league. I'm like, no, they, they, they're they going to do it, whoever wins the league. And then, yeah, Everton did it because they finished in 16th place. They ran out and attacked a manager. Yeah, so.
2: and I don't know how it is for in like the NBA or in America, just in regards to like stewards. Yeah, anyone can be a steward. Like, most of the time, it's like a part-time student that's like... Well, I feel
1: like money. I would say it's probably the same in America, but it's just... I mean, it's probably, I don't know about, I've probably been to one Premier League match. Um, but there's like this police there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, I think just because of the malice of the palace, you just don't really think like, hey, we're all going to go run on the court now. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just a different, I guess it's a different culture. Yeah. To see between the professional
0: sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's weird. just because the, the debates are coming about because one of the solutions is people are raising uh, the return of fences. So in English football, it's be loads more fences around to stop this yeah. exact thing from happening. But then the issue with fences is, if, if if fans still want to try and get to the pitch or they try to climb over yeah, the fence and the then people get crushed, which was yeah. happened at Hillsborough, yeah. and what about
2: the nets they use in Germany? Maybe you, yeah, but I guess It, does, it can affect the i guess the atmosphere so let's hope that it doesn't happen but yeah it's just if stuff like this continue happening they're gonna have to they're gonna have to think about changing something
0: yeah because it's it's annoying because you just have cause I, I like the, i like them going onto the pitch and celebrating with their own players i think yeah. it's, it makes such a good picture mm-hmm. I mean, it's like let's say i don't know if they went onto the pitch but when Leeds ended that game there's think like mm-hmm. one of the images i can see is, is rafinha celebrating with the fans because yeah. i think he went into the crowd that's a really nice picture, like, there's all of them, yeah. that's nice, I just, so I like the fact that players can celebrate with the fans, yeah. I just really just, and I feel like, I don't get, I think the Vieira yeah. one's probably the best example, because they guy's got his video in it, so you can yeah. see him get into his face, it's like, sort of, you know, it's one of those things where, he wants to go viral, he wants to go viral, so I feel like the social media's propelled this whole idea of being, you know, the, you know all that crap about, oh, who's the, who's the hardest fans. yeah accounts that i don't really want to bait the accounts because less the people it's like the culture mm-hmm. It's like people
1: pride themselves on this yeah thing. last year uh, in the nba playoffs a phoenix suns fan beat up a denver nuggets fan and like the sun like the sun's players like were reposting it and like and it's just like i don't think you realize like kind of how stupid it is mm-hmm. that you're like or even the thing about fans it's always funny to me is like for a fan to run and get in like a village keeper's face is like you have nothing to do with why they just won. Like, yeah. you didn't contribute like, to this at all. Like the yeah. the players don't know who you are. Like the players, like the city players, are looking at you like you idiot. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they're not going to be like, oh, look at this guy. It's yeah. just like you're just some drunk dude in the crowd.
2: And it's, if we're being honest, they're cowards at the end of the day because they know as players oh, they, they can't get not, hit they back. Can't, they can't and if they do it soon, you're not going to see Viera on the street and try to get a phone in his face if you didn't know who he was. He would snap you in
0: now, it is still with the NBA playoffs. I think they're at the conference finals now, aren't they, uh, Terry? We are in the conference finals, correct. Yeah. And, but someone who isn't in the conference finals yes. is the uh, Phoenix Suns and a certain, uh, certain, what do you call him? He's calling him a Hall of Famer, is he, is he around that stage? Yes, is he? sir. I would say he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, we are talking about the one-only CP3, Chris Paul. Yes. And... There's been a lot of uh, chat about how... I mean, let's, let's talk about how they didn't make it to yeah. the uh, conference finals because, you know, they were the top seed team. All season. Yeah, I mean, how many wins did they get? I believe 62, 64, somewhere in the 60s. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a, a lot. Me,
1: somewhere in the 60s. But, yeah, <laughs> they were the best team in the league all season. And then, um, yeah, I'll bleep this out. They shit the bed. You know what I mean? They pissed the bed. They choked they got smoked in um, game seven at home with uh, Chris Paul.
2: You were close to that, 64 wins. I, said, I
1: think I said 64, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. thank you. Anyway, yeah, they just totally choked and it's one of the worst choke jobs in my opinion. It is the worst loss in basketball history. Oh. And easily, clearly the worst loss in basketball history. And if anyone is going to play in the worst loss of basketball history, it's going to be Chris Paul. Like, it's just a perfect fit. He does it every year. Yeah, I mean, are,
0: the mouse stats, I mean, so the game six and game seven combined loss margins yep. is the second highest ever in the NBA. And the highest is like in the 40s, mm-hmm. from the 40s. So that's, that's how far, like, and like, there was, a, there was a point where, so when the first half ended, uh, Doncic had the same amount of points as the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Then in the third quarter, he bagged a free. He was 30 to 27. And at that point, Chris Paul hadn't made
1: a shot yet. Nice. Not <laughs> what I mean? Like, this is Chris Paul for you. And there's. Um, so the stat is now Chris Paul is the only player to ever blow five 2 0 leads. To make that a better stat, Chris Paul is the only player ever to blow four 2 0 leads. It's just Chris Paul for you, man. But anyway, Pat Bev. Um, who Chris lost Ball. the round before Chris Paul basically did everything I'm doing <laughs> but he went on TV and did it was in my opinion actually more disrespectful they were just saying like Chris Paul should have been subbed out um, saying people call him a cone he doesn't play any defense things of that nature a cone yeah so in basketball you do shooting drills you pretend like the, the person's a cone because he can't move yeah. so he's saying Chris Paul is a cone Yeah. so yeah but I just think it's weird that he did this and like so many players like came to defend him, like Damian Lillard yeah. and Matt Barnes and um, uh, Danny Green, and it's just like I don't know, like when people make fun of Russell Westbrook all the time and people mm-hmm. insult all these other players and everyone was going crazy on Paul George for doing bad in the bubble. It was crickets and mm-hmm. it was nothing. And then now it's, you know, Chris Paul and it's everyone's just like, oh, you don't talk about Chris Paul like that, Pat mm-hmm. Bev. But it's just like I don't know, like, I would argue that Chris Paul's resume is really not that much more impressive than Paul George's. I would say Russell Westbrook's resume is probably more impressive than Chris Paul's, or it's even, he has more. Well, no, he has MVPs, Chris Paul doesn't. So, I don't know, this whole, like, how dare you speak about Chris Paul thing is just kind of weird to me.
2: Yeah, I guess the criticism, well, the players that defend him, I I kind of get if it's amongst, I feel like there should be a, a mutual respect amongst current players. But like you said they have been cooking uh westbrook for a while yeah. but i don't think it's been done as publicly I don't think a current player has come out yeah. and um disrespected someone in the same way at. Memphis. so do you think it's fair then
1: to to trash talking players during the game is fair yeah don't go on tv and do it
2: yeah because i think hey, within all sports like you you understand whatever happens on the court pitch like we can talk smack to each other mm-hmm. we under, understand it's all part of the game but to go on uh, a ESPN first mm-hmm. take yeah. on arguably the primetime TV one of the most yeah, nice watched sports shows in America, yeah. and just talks What Also, the fact that you're, if I'm being honest, you're not as good as him. You never. And your team lost the round before. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that's just, personally, I think it's perfect. And I think there's probably like some personal things going on between the two. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't say. Well, yeah, that. he shoved them last
1: year in the playoffs. That's, that's probably it if he's that paid, but yeah. it just,
2: I just think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for the players that I come out and defend them because I think it's just, it's a weird behavior. As a fellow professional, you, got, you have that respect, regardless of how poorly they play. Do you know the preparation it takes, you know what it takes to be at that level. Like, especially in the NBA, it is, it's only a selection of like 500 players, I believe, or like yeah. around that much. Yeah. There's not many players playing at the highest level for you to call one of your fellow athletes a cone and just uh, especially with A. E Smith, like you know, the guys gonna run jokes. Just just saying it in front of him. I yeah. He yeah. he did it for his. I personally think he did, probably did it for his own brand. Probably. probably. After he's his, been on the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, after, after his career, because he probably knows he's not gonna be good enough, like <laughs> in his career. So let me make a name for myself outside of it. I just I just think
0: it's poor. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just firstly before I say my point, I wanted to. My favorite thing he said was how. Before he plays Chris Paul, it was, he said he has a glass of wine and a stick. <laughs> there, yeah, said so when he plays Steph Curry, he sleeps at eight. But when he <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought that, that, was, that was ludicrous, man. That was that was. <laughs> that I loved. I mean, from, from a drama side, I, I love. Yeah, it. I can't yeah. lie. It's just. I agree. It, it is, just but I get. What I'm curious to ask from What you said? Do you think you're it's about they know what you've gone through? Mm-hmm. like as a, as a player so it's disrespectful to say about other players do you think mm-hmm. that applies to former players as well? You, like if someone like if with so if, 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 yeah. a if you saw when he
1: he tweeted at um, Carragher mm-hmm. like, yeah, don't ever that... wash your mouth before you talk about Everton
0: yeah like, exactly
1: you know what I mean so is that so then why is it then you feel that a journalist or someone in the media has the right to talk about insult players think... but another player can't do the same. It's
2: kind of strange because I think now Carragher is no longer a footballer. He's a pundit. Like we refer to him as pundits. Love might not even know he was a footballer. He wasn't really that good. But um, that's another conversation. We're not
0: going to discuss this. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. Not, but yeah.
2: I just think once you retire, it's, it's completely different. Because that being said, let's say, let's use another example. I don't know. Um, who can we liken to Carragher? I don't know. Let's say a Stones or someone said, now, Stone's a better character, but just for the sake of the analogy, um, let's say Stone's. <laughs> once again, we're not going to discuss this. <laughs> just for the sake of the analogy, let's say Stone's talked about Richardson, obviously talking about stuff. Within the next coming week, you're going to play a game. You're probably going to perform poorly. You don't want him to come back at you, and it's going to be a constant back and forth. You're always going to, in, in um, the NBA, you potentially might break once in a while. You might have a bad game. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Can, so,
1: I, can I counter that? Go ahead. Um, there's a famous interview with James Harden, mm-hmm. when he just, like, talked crap about Giannis the whole time yeah. and said all he can do is run and jump. Yeah. And I didn't see NBA players, like, going on TV talking about, don't talk about Giannis like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember as That's well. As, I think Giannis I, put me in his place. But then in football as well. But when in... Brad... Actually, I want to focus on that because... Yeah. Why then does Giannis have to put him in his place? Because then you can surely Pat Bev can then respond and say to Chris Paul, yeah, was, put yeah, me in my place, in my place. place. But, don't choke.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the way players play. talk about, I mean, if you follow the NBA, Draymond Green pretty much yeah. throws Rudy Gobert in front of a train every time he gets a point in the media. Yeah. And I don't see people saying, like, hey, don't talk about Rudy Gobert like that.
2: So I guess the point you're making is that you don't like the lack of consistency. Yeah, if you're going to like, is it just like, is
1: it, like a click thing? Is it just like, oh, we love Chris yeah. Paul? like? If the logic is we if you can insult other players, which I mean, you, I don't see why not your contemporaries, yeah, yeah. then let it be that. I just think it's like, I don't want to see this whole media, all these NBA players from about oh, how dare yeah. you speak about Chris Paul. Basically, Pat Bev got mad because Jeremy Lin was like, oh, uh, it's, it sucks to see like Chris Paul like to lose. He deserves it or whatever, or he, he deserves it so much more. Uh-huh. Pat Bev was like, why does he like deserve yeah. it more than the next player does? And it's kind of yeah. like. I don't know, yeah, just the point. excuses you yeah. see, man. Like, it's just like, no, a, when a player does bad, he gets criticized. Chris Paul is like a, I guess a beloved player, but he yeah. did bad, so he has the right to get criticized.
0: Man, okay. man I ask, why is he beloved? Like, why is there, why do so many of the current players like him so much? He's just, he's good. Like, he's like, I mean, like, regular season. He's, he's a good player that just like, something just always
2: happens for him to lose. Okay. You know so, what I mean? and, so a future Hall of Famer, yep. respected by his players, well,
0: seems to choke in the highest stage measure time. Yeah. Sounds like a certain Stephen
2: Gerrard
0: if we're being honest. But you know, that's just I, that honestly, I, mean, I thought you were gonna say Harry Kane. Ah, I thought that was, I I thought,
2: I was, I was <laughs> that's
0: a way better one. Not, yeah, like every every everything you say to try and bait Liverpool fans, I'm just gonna ignore. I'm not baiting. No, I just think he's. Oh I'm great. just gonna. I'm just gonna ignore. <laughs> I do like what you're saying about uh, about the idea of just like having consistency I think because I see it quite different to what, the way i Richardson responded because I mm-hmm. think the reason why you, you sort of I think players in football at least respond to yeah. uh, ex-footballers but not to journalists because I think with journalists you're aware that there's this barrier mm-hmm. there's like a different side yeah. it's like us versus them yeah. of course they're going to like you see what you see what Pep Guardiola says about the way like oh the media's all for Liverpool I think that benefits you but I think you don't have that when it's an ex-player when you're, yeah, there. Like you're one of us yeah it's like, like come on bro you're one of us why are you why are you chatting about us yeah, yeah. I think in, in basketball maybe the lines aren't as clear it seems to me that like there are players like you said that is almost as okay to do this on another players where it isn't it's, I, it's
2: weird like that where man. I stand on it I think is 100% talk your talk I think if if you don't contribute to that person's loss, or you're not currently paying back to them, don't go that. I agree with yeah, that. He I'm has gonna, nothing to do with actually Exactly, things if things. I'm going to play you in a series, I'm going to be talking smack. And if I contribute to you, like losing, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna going to, I'm going to Come on, you got, you got, your team got kicked out, oh your team, your franchise got kicked out the- You can say team. Oh, uh, you can say <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, got, you got kicked out the round before and you're talking this, You're calling him a cone. If he's a cone, then what are you? Yeah, I feel
0: you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, mean, I guess also I want to talk about the idea about how do you think the difference? Because we've seen two sort of things where you know people talk about how city almost bottled the league, mm-hmm. and you'd say that the Suns bottled they yeah. bottled in the playoffs. Yeah, how how do you think the talk about uh, bottling in basketball and football compare?
1: I think you see it. I think a lot in basketball because I think in basketball you play for one award. Yeah. So I feel like you could, like, like if, if I don't know, for example, basically if Liverpool, they didn't win, it, you know what I mean? And, like, it's like this thing that's on, like, Villa, basically. Like, all day, they were supposed to beat whatever because they were up to all Villa bottle Like, no, they didn't. And it's just, like, with Liverpool, the fact, I feel like they couldn't, even if whatever happened, they do not win the league. And say they don't win Champions League, they still didn't, like, bottle it because in my opinion they won the League Cup and they won the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. But like in America, if that's all there is let's say all there is the Champions League. If they lose that then it's like
2: yeah, it, You know what
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no there are no other like there's nothing else to play for. So I feel like with, with ring culture, kinda of like in the NBA, it's just like it's kinda of like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to here like there's four different things you can go after.
0: Now for our final segment, we have a little thing we like to call what you mean by that. What do you mean by that? Now, this is a bit where we look at things going on in this, in sport and sports media that have certain undertones. A little suspicious. A little suspicious. Kind of shady. Kind of shady, a bit dodgy. Something that makes you go... What do you mean by that? Exactly. And uh, so this is all around last week where we had the amazing news of uh, Jake Daniels coming out and being the first LGBT footballer to play in the top four leagues. And don't worry, that isn't the source of the what yeah, yeah, you yeah, mean yeah, by yeah. that. Good save,
1: because someone yeah. just turned this off. I'm not yeah.
0: gonna lie <laughs> But, I mean, before we even go on to actually what we're attacking, I just thought, because like, it's, it's a really good thing. I kind of wanted to just touch on why it's like, yeah. so important to talk. I mean, we must say like the last guy in Britain to come out as an LGBT footballer, John Fisher. John Fashion News, sorry, Sorry uh, Like he, he killed himself A few years later Like This This does not happen This doesn't happen And Just due to the amount Of the percentage of people That are gay In British society It means things like this Should be happening A lot more often Years, things like People like Evra Come out and say People in the dressing room Told him That they were gay And they didn't They just Didn't feel comfortable Coming There's issues in You know Uh in British sports and the sports culture that makes it uncomfortable. You know, you can see in any Twitter page, there's going to be like homo there's still homophobic chanting, you know, it's towards Chelsea because of their you know, weird history around them and you get the red boy chance, or whether it's Brighton for being a, a, you know, a more liberal city or whether it's uh, Watford for having in tournament. Their homophobic chants exist in football and it's not a safe place fans so this is great news I thought we would just say that as a yeah. you know, as a podcast and I wish him all well I mean he's a very young player he's got he's got a, hopefully a bright career ahead of him and I hope his career gets to the point where him being gay is not the thing people yeah. talk about it's, it's, We should just be the thing where he bags a hattie against the Against Chelsea or something. Well. Yeah. I, I can't go that. I
2: can't co
0: that, right? <laughs> that. Why can't he co sign that? <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, I go, yeah, of course, that's, that, but that's what football's about, where yeah. you know, that's the only thing that realistically matters. But until then, because of what goes on in football, this is a great thing, and hopefully, more players feel comfortable about it. And now let's move on to what we actually did one of the what was the watching me right now we spoke about a bit last week with uh Adrisha gay yeah. and how he's uh so for two years in a row he's he hasn't played when psg as long as everyone in the league in Liga has the uh rainbow uh kit one for i think it's for uh, international day against homophobia yeah, yeah biphobia and transphobia and we, we spoke about it last week i think we made our points pretty clear is like mm-hmm. You know whether we agree with it him or not it's free speech he you know he's allowed to do it but he has to face the consequences from the club mm-hmm. you know whether the club wants to sell him or you know or, you know things like that whether they have values to come with and then also he also highlighted the hypocrisy from psg with the qatari links yeah. but the thing that really, just, I really didn't like is sort of the, the media reaction to it in the sake of, well, not the media reaction, but the the social reaction yeah. on social media, where the hashtag "We are all Drisha Gay" yeah. started trending, and that leads to a massive debate about you know are oh, is it religious values and you know and when people I saw someone argue that he was somehow braver than Jake Daniels, which is which is crazy, yeah. but the main thing which we want to say. Is, has he been persecuted? What's happened
2: yeah, to him? That is, I guess that's why I laughed. It's like nothing's happened to him, and if the club dealt with it internally, we said I think last week we made clear, uh, freedom of choice, but not freedom of consequence. Yeah. So whatever happened internally, even if they, he did, he hasn't been outspoken about it. So he made his decision. We move on from it. And then I just social media is just acting like something's gone off. Yeah, yeah. Cause
1: There's been no reaction. He hasn't came out and said anything. The club hasn't came out and said anything. So what exactly like does he need support for?
0: Exactly. Yeah, and the worst thing is because we were discussing this. This is the second time he's done it. So we have we have we have a sample size of him doing it last season yeah. where he decided to set up the game, and as we can see since he's played games for PSG yeah. since, and you know yeah. that had no impact on his. PSG career. So then now it's just people are saying as if they're using that's the thing for that's the thing where it's worrying where they're using the fact that he's taking a stand to then instantly project the idea that people that maybe share his views now say oh we're now being prosecuted by you it."
2: You know what's funny as well it, the hashtag we are all interested gay as well it insinuates that they care about him or anything. This could potentially lead to like a retrospective ban for him like what you've started and then do you actually care about just yeah. okay if, if like you're making such a big deal and you
0: know potentially there's negative repercussions yeah it's crazy i mean no, i just feel like now it's going to be such it's unnecessary spotlight a spotlight that he mm. wouldn't want as well mm. and you know because i don't want to make this uh, a debate about why he yeah. thinks the way it is and yeah everything because I think that's messy and it's unimportant but I just I just feel like the important thing just like he is not the the center of this here I think also is people are I think this happens a lot with things like cancel culture and things like this is they they uh conflate you know a few comments that may call him homophobic to real world consequences where he has none Mm -hmm. He, he is not he is not like you know, he's getting paid the same because of it. Yeah. He, he misses that one game and two, I, I see evidence to show me otherwise, he's not going to miss out on many Pretty more because He played
2: over the weekend.
0: He played over the weekend? So I, I personally think- <laughs> It's crazy. PSG <laughs> and- Why does it matter then? Is just like-
2: I personally think PSG and League 1 have done a great job. Just in regards, they just ignore it. Business as usual, they get their point across. But it's just that so, it seems like social media is the thing that's tempting to create a problem.
0: Yeah, it always, it always, I just think, because I like, see, you see it a lot, there's a, there's a backlash at times whenever you see, like, you know, and a club says we're going to do rainbow laces or they make mm. a statement on LGBT rights. You have a lot of comments i will say, oh, you know, keep out of football or stuff, which I, I disagree with and... Yeah, it's not political. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. the point. It isn't political. Yeah. It is someone's rights. And, you know, I feel like people don't realize the importance of it. It's just having, as, as we we can all relate as, as people from marginalized groups, having players that you can relate to yeah. matters. So then even if you don't, in so then uh, if you don't have,
1: the players are not visible, at least like they're supporting the cause. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So I would feel like that would make um, LGBT fans and supporters is in the, maybe even it's not much but in some aspect the aim is to make it more comfortable for them
0: yeah yeah exactly and it's just it's just because like I, I was touching it last week and I'm going to just bring it up again the fact that there are there are a lot of LGBT people who reach a point where they can't reconcile football yeah with their identity because football ain't a welcoming place and we must do everything we can to make it a welcoming place yes. and also, I have gotten the stats. He did play. He came off. He, he played, came on he as played, a substitute. He, he Mets, you know? Yeah, he, he came on weekend. this weekend. So I was so just looking up. Like yeah, played, there he is. Play. So that's it's such. So yeah, they. The fact that just there's been no no repercussions. repercussions.
2: And And there shouldn't have been It's like,
1: Yeah the they, up so up. what is the outrage Why are you yeah. making yeah. Why is this trending Why are we support? He doesn't need your support He's mm. good He paid and he, he played and got paid
2: He's fine You know what would be yeah. hilarious If these stupid Like social media warriors They should have done the hashtag We are all gay Instead of They just a gay <laughs> And they, they, they would have been like Wait a minute We're fighting <laughs> what, what are we trying to do here <laughs>
0: <laughs> This uh, What you mean by that Is just Aim that you know, all the people that wanted to take you know, sort of making something bigger than it is, you know, for you know, making a player that the fact that he missed out one game and he he featured in the next game, first mean, thing I worse than is he, he could get sold this summer because he ain't a regular for PSG, may I add. You know, he isn't someone that plays ninety minutes every game. But I know if he gets sold because they, yeah. they do something like buy pod, but everyone's gonna say, Oh, it's because of this. when in reality, no, nah, it's because he's a because uh, Yeah, because he want Pogba or something. You know, it's just an annoying thing, like stuff like that. You know, he doesn't start every game. He's only started like 50%. But, you know, he has these views. I disagree with him, but we, we touched on it last week. It's freedom of speech. Yeah. And he's faced realistically no consequences to it, but everyone's going to use this to further their own agendas. Mm-hmm. And you know all the players that sort of said, "Oh, what was it someone called him a real man?" I think Che uh, Kiarte for Palace. Yeah. But I, I, it's just so unnecessary. Yeah. And all the fans with the hashtag for someone that's completely fine. Yeah. We have to say, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? <whistles> yeah. So that's it for today's episode. We covered some important issues you know we looked at you know the you know the first uh lgbt football in england to come out in decades we're looking at fan invasions here in england and then over in america we looked at uh the nba playoffs yep. and you know the narrative around chris paul and cool. how yeah. players should talk about each other you know a lot of issues you could say that we went beyond the pond thank you he thank you You got it right thank you thank you yeah so uh Thank you for going on this journey with me, Terry, Arif. I hope you have a good week. Thank you. I hope you have a good week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I I hope so too. (laughs) And I hope you guys out there have a good week. This is Beyond the Pond. We'll see you next time.